right. Well, welcome everyone to the next episode of the ISB Society podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you this week, and I have another guest speaker. And you may or may not know him, but you probably do. So just a few little snippets of who he is. He has been in the dynamic space for many, many years and has been the face of GP as well and just uh, a great community leader for GP. He also has his own podcast and he is a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan. No, really? <laughs> it's true. Welcome, Bob. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me on the ISP Society podcast. After saying all that, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "What is she going to say in my intro?" And then the Buccaneers come up. Yeah, that's so nice. It's so nice to be here on the ISV Society podcast. So, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited we get to talk today. And what we're going to talk about is Summit, of course, because we were both just there in Houston. So I yes. think it would be nice to give our audience some takeaways and what we've learned and what we're what we want to share with everybody and how we think it went. Okay. That sounds good. It was I mean, overall I think it was pretty good. And I'll I'll try not to reiterate too much of what I said on Enterprise Software Podcast, but certain things are worth reiterating. And I mean, overall, I think they did. I think they did pretty well. Me too. Um, I think expectations were kind of low, given that we've been through this pandemic and the company dynamic communities that puts on community summit um, had a few missteps, shall we say, during 2020. So I don't know what people's expectations were, but overall, I think what how they pulled off summit 2021 was was pretty good i still call it gpug summit right me too (laughs) and and you know what a lot of people do it's kind of nice right the first this was the first summit um that i haven't planned in 15 years the first gpug summit was september 2007 in redmond washington at the marriott and there were like 109 people there and we reached our peak in 2017 where we all went to nashville and had a boot scooting good time when we had just shy of 2000 now we're talking gpug summit not the other ugs yeah so i mean we did you know we did pretty well but obviously microsoft's downward pressure on dynamics gp development plus the pandemic plus last year's craziness uh corporate wise has drawn attendance way down so Mm-hmm. But still, they did they did pretty well, and I think you would agree that it was a it was a good show, and you're glad you went. I know I yes. am. Yes, yes, definitely glad I went. It was great to finally see people face to face again in the dynamics community, as yeah. well. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. And 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 the location there, Houston, easy to get to, right? Centrally located in the U.S. So if you're flying from out west or you're on the East Coast like you and me, it's not too bad to get there. No, the weather was decent, and and the um, the George R. Brown Convention Center there in downtown Houston has a lot of hotels, two of which are connected to it. So that kind of makes it relatively easy to to move about without a car. So yeah, I highly nice recommend land. staying at a hotel that's attached to the convention center if anybody's attending conferences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still a lot of walking, but at least you right. don't have to worry about the shuttle or weather or anything like that. Right. Or getting mugged on the way home from a party, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Just yeah. stuff like that. 
<laughs> which has happened, unfortunately. Yeah, which has happened, yes. And I believe it was in Houston. Somebody got mugged at Convergence back in like 2012 or whatever year that was. So, yeah, from, uh, from overall. The layout it, and location, though, I do know, you know, because they had the expo in the bottom and then they had the sessions in the third floor. So I know some people were kind of lost in regards to that, you know, at first trying to get the lay of the land. But I think right. eventually everybody figured it out. I mean, it would be nice to have everything kind of closer together. Yeah. Um, they had to share space with Valve World, uh, right? The Valve World show. I've always wanted to go to a show. <laughs> Where they focus on valves, yes. <laughs> but alas, I didn't. Sh I didn't show up at that. <laughs> but so, yeah, you know. the expo was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was half the size of a normal dynamic communities expo, right? Mm -hmm. So probably just as many rows or close to it, but they weren't as lengthy as they have been in the past. Like when we were in Phoenix in 2018, for example, we had a huge. 100,000 plus square foot expo hall. It was just crammed full. And everybody was pretty close together. I think some of the people who, some of the firms that bought 30 by 30 booths had a little bit more elbow room around them than they otherwise normally would. Yeah. Those of us, and I think Blue Moon and Cavallo were in the same row, just on opposite ends. You know, 10 by 10 or 10 by 20, you didn't have as much elbow room between your neighbor. In fact, I don't think we had any. We were just stacked up next to somebody else. But yeah, they definitely spaced some things out. I did like the layout, class. though. Did you? Okay. I mean, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily a fan of like 20 by 20 or 30 by 30 booths. I think that's kind of hard to fill, especially yeah. when you're used to 10 by 10s or 10 by 20s or 10 by 30s. So that might have been a little bit different for a lot of the sponsors. Um, so I would prefer to go to that size versus the way they did it, but I understand yeah. the way they did it because of mass, you know, using their, utilizing their space and as well as social distancing as best they could. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what Orlando brings if they keep that similar layout or go back to the normal size booths. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the social distancing, it was interesting that they asked people to wear masks in session rooms, except unless you were speaking. But um, if you're in the expo hall, it's optional. It's an optional. Where it, I think in the expo hall, you're doing a lot more interacting with somebody, a vendor, a partner, whomever, versus in a session room where you're probably sitting by yourself or at least not in a group of people listening to someone present on a topic. So I found that. Interesting. I thought it would be the other way around, but I've had my two shots, so I feel, and I'm in reasonably good shape for my age, so I'm pretty confident that I am uh, I'm not going to be sick or have any issues interacting with people. You know, that's right. When you're up early every morning like we are, <laughs> yeah, working hard, it's just like, yeah, I'm not concerned about underlying health conditions, which is good. It's a good thing. As we get older, that's what we have to worry about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it's, it's tough getting old, but that's a whole other podcast. Yes. Uh, and speaking of that, you know, you had we wanted to chat a little bit about the wristbands and the, yeah. and the attendance and all that. So, unfortunately, I forgot to get a wristband, but <laughs> I have my my have my wristbands from the Acumatica Summit, which we attended as podcasters, green, yellow, and red. 
And they had the similar deal at Community Summit. And I went over there on day two because I forgot to get a wristband. And I figured, okay, I'll go get one. I went over to the bin. And wouldn't you know, the green ones are gone. It's filled with yellow and red. And I'm thinking to myself, gee, if this doesn't kind of encapsulate everybody's attitude about wanting to get together again, I don't know what else does. I, I even tweeted it from the Enterprise Software Podcast Twitter account. I'm like, this this shows you how eager people are yep. to get back together again. So, I mean, no one's wearing red because if, if they're a red wristband wearer, they're just not there. Right. They're virtual. Right? Yellow or green. And if somebody doesn't want a hug or a handshake, they'll kind of let you know mm-hmm. right away. But uh, And there might be again. some people you don't want to hug or handshake from, you know. Well, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> There should be like a slightly different color green or I I have yet to make up my mind if I want to handshake, right? But yeah, I think people were anxious to get back. I mean, it's been two years, right? The last time we had a summit was in or was in um yet yeah, that that 2019 in Orlando at the Gaylord Palms when there was almost seven thousand people there and everybody yeah. was crammed into a building that really wasn't large enough for seven thousand people. Um so but it's they're been doing it years. all again next year, right? Yeah, yeah, but they want to have 7,000 in 2022. You don't think so? No, no, I doubt it. If they do, it'll be one of the greatest comebacks ever. Because it takes that a long time to get up to 7,000, like 15 years, just so you know. <clears throat> That's true. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of food. It's a lot of beer. It's a lot of hotels. It's a lot, a lot of, of coordinating, everything. a lot of planning. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's a handful. So yeah, the 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 wristbands to me, like over in registration, they had the masks and the hand sanitizer and your badge and all that, and then they had the wristband bin, and when yeah. you know the green ones were gone on the very first day. That's nice. Yeah, I agree. We need to get over this mess already and get back to normal. Partners need to have events. Companies, application developers need to have events. Mm-hmm. It's got to happen. It was also nice to have dedicated expo times, which I think is a first, right? Usually it's always competing against something. Yeah, yeah. That was something that Dynamic Communities pushed for a long time was let's have dedicated expo hours that doesn't compete with session time because people are there primarily to learn, right, on the applications they're using and then hopefully learn about a solution to fill a gap or meet with their partner to figure something out. But the key thing is learning. So there was a time when ISV vendors in the expo hall would get mad at us because there wasn't enough expo time Mm -hmm. for what we were charging, which, you know, you could argue that was pretty valid. And it was trying to strike a balance between we got to have dedicated session time versus we got to have dedicated expo time. So I think they struck a pretty good balance this year. Tuesday night cocktail party, always a good way to start. Yep. Wednesday, most of the afternoon. Thursday, most of the afternoon. Didn't really compete with sessions too much. And I think, I don't know about you, but at the Blue Moon traffic, but at the Cavallo booth, our Wednesday afternoon traffic was very good. And our Thursday afternoon was a close second. Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like the traffic was much better. And I feel like customers are there to learn and also, you know, gather information about systems and software and processes they might need help with and right. this is, they don't have to feel like they have to juggle both right they can actually 
focus on the sessions and then focus on the expo and not rush and not, you know, take, they can take their time. And I think it was just a well, good balance for them as well. Mm-hmm. Just to be able it, to do what they needed to. And if their reseller partner is smart, they'll spend time walking mm-hmm. specific customers through the expo to show them specific solutions that they like or alliances that they have. Because let's face it, you walk into that expo hall, even though this year's was smaller, it's still pretty intimidating. If you're a customer and you don't know all the solutions that are out there, who to go to, right? You right. may not know that Amy Keenan is at the Blue Moon booth and she can help you find you know, a gap filler right there. You, people may not know that. So right. partners can walk people around and say, hey, you need to stop at the Cavallo booth or this booth or that booth to learn about X or Y. That's going to really help a sale transpire. And uh, speaking of that attendance, I felt like also that many of the people that did stop by the booth were customers versus partners. And I don't know if you got that too, like even all the summit land entries, all the right. people that were scanned, majority, and it's usually either half and half or more partners and customers, I find, but majority were end users that were stopping by chatting versus partners, which I found interesting. Yeah, that's good because I was concerned that it would be a bunch of partners like you and me standing around talking to each other instead of engaging mm-hmm. prospects and end users. So I don't know, like in the old days, the old days, I shouldn't say <laughs> in the in the past days, we would get 70% attendance of users at, at GPUG Summit. Like every year we'd hit the 70% mark or get really, really close. And I thought this year, boy, it's probably going to be more like 50-50 or maybe even 40-60 in favor of partners. But it seemed like they got over 50% end users. When we chatted with John, and we can certainly talk about that later, one of the things he did say was they got uh, 2,600 human beings there in Houston and then just shy of 1,000 people watching virtually. So they they capped it at 3,500 or that's what they came up with their total, which I thought given all the circumstances and again you can't blame the company's demise completely on the pandemic they did pretty well yes mm-hmm. i agree you know, it was it was variant, nice oh go ahead the delta variant flying around in the summer certainly certainly didn't help things no. you know but they did a good job considering all the circumstances and everything they've done and have been through the last year plus year. Yeah, and a half, yeah you know? I would say so. It's tough. It's, you know, all the learning or all the event uh, resources and events as a whole have really taken a beating in all this. Mm-hmm. In fact, as my podcasting partner, Todd McDaniel, pointed out several months ago, Acumatica is the only developer to have done a in-person event in both 2020 and 2021. That's true. Right? They do theirs in January every year. So they, and they got were lucky in 2020 <laughs> before the pandemic started. And then they somehow found a week in July this past summer. When in it was Vegas, of course, you know. Vegas to squeeze it in. We didn't have to wear masks at that show. Right. It was a nice show. It was at the win. I'd go back there in a heartbeat. Hint, hint, Acumatica listeners. Um, it was it was a great show, and they squeezed it, it in. And it, and then, like a couple of weeks after that show, like in early August, Clark County, Nevada, was starting to put mask mandates back in place. So I kind of feel like 
Acumatica has just been super lucky and mm-hmm. planned well and pulled it off. They'll and they'll do their show in January again. So they'll get 2022 in and they'll just keep they're on the event wave that nobody else has figured out. Yeah, definitely. Give them credit. They planned it well. Well, you know, another thing is like every I don't all events seem to always fall in the fall. I don't know why. Yeah. But you know, you have Dynamic Communities, you have Sage Intact Transform, you have Sweet World, you have, I mean, they just all seem to have them in the fall. And for all these ISVs that tap into multiple ERPs, it's just a lot for them. So it was nice when Acumatica kind of spawned off and went into January. Yeah. And then, you know, I went, where's the spring people? <laughs> we need some more yeah. spring events. Remember when Convergence was the spring event for our space and Microsoft and then everybody, you know, that's when we did Summit in the fall was not to compete with mm-hmm. that, try to do it six months off. But yeah. you're right. The fall seems to have garnered uh, a lot more attention. I don't know why. Yeah. Direct- Directions North America will be in the spring. Well, that's good. You know, and Dynamics Con will probably do another live event in the spring, hopefully here on the East Coast. So, but you're right. The fall is crowded. Mm-hmm. No doubt. There's a lot to do. The fall and spring are crazy, but the fall is really crazy. Yeah. So one more thing before we talk about our conversation with John, which I think was really a great conversation, uh, the solution showcases. So a lot of ISVs either had a solution case, solution showcase as part of their sponsorship, or right. you could you know pay for an additional, additional fee for it. And lucky enough for the ISV Society, um, working with Nancy, she graciously gave us two panel discussions, two solution showcases, which we did panel discussions for one right. each day. So uh, the ISVs that are part of the ISV Society get to split that cost, which is really nice, and then do a panel discussion. And what was great about it was not only uh, did you get the list of those who attended in person, but they also provided you with the people that watched virtually. So I thought that was really great, which they, I don't believe they've ever done something like that in the past either. So usually just we're scanning people that came in. So this way you got both, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice that you have such a solid start to your business at the ISV society that you have plenty of ISVs to pick from to host these sessions. Right. I know our chief stat. Uh, Chief Strategy Officer Matt Abbott participated in one, and that was good because Matt is a good presenter, and he knows Mm -hmm. our business well, and he had never been to a community summit before, nor had he been on a panel that I know of, at least not in the Microsoft space. So that was a good experience for him, and he enjoyed it. So we were happy to participate in that panel. It was fun. Yes. Yeah, it was. Thank you. You are welcome. I think the solution showcases are great. Let's face it. ISVs are there to show off their wares, right? Mm-hmm. Educational sessions are great. And a lot of ISVs know the rules about this is an educational session. You can't sell. This is a partner solution showcase. You can sell all you want. You bought it and you own it. And and the ones that, that do both really are the ones to me that benefit the most, right? The ones yes. that can, like if Cavallo did uh, something on Dynamics GP inventory or Dynamics 365 Business Central inventory, we wouldn't have to talk about how we make those solutions better, but we could certainly give our expertise on those areas so people would consider us for their distribution needs. So to me, it's like if you've got a balance of education and partner solution showcase and you're an ISV, then you're doing it right. 
yeah. you're doing it right and you're leveraging your expertise and garnering a following for that, which gets people interested in what you have to offer. Exactly. It's not rocket science, right? No, it really not. isn't. <laughs> man, oh man. All right. So to end to finalize our episode, let's talk about our conversation with John, which I think was really exhilarating and for everything that he's been thrown at him in the last year and a half, I think he's doing a great job and he sh doesn't get enough credit for doing all the things that he is trying to do. And yes, there are some things we always want to fix and there are some things that didn't go the way as planned. And yes, they upset a lot of people, but right. Oh yeah. They're trying a to lot. fix it on multiple know? continents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Um, so yeah, so you're talking about John Seifert who is now, um, CEO at Dynamic Communities. He's He got that job September 1, 2020, about six weeks before the first virtual summit that was supposed to be back in Nashville. We had such a great time. So um, that kind of came on him quick. And then he spent the next several months trying to figure out and learn how he could best, um, you know, run this company and, and bring the community back together because clearly it was suffering from that and a few other things but but yeah i think john you and i were walking in the expo and we ran into him on that last day and you know he he's tired and he's running on adrenaline but i feel like john did a pretty good job overall right he's yes he's got his heart in the right place he's still learning all these people like you and i he's he's spoken to on teams before i've had like three or four meetings with him mm -hmm. but we never actually met in person until we got to houston um, back in October. So it was kind of like, yeah, you know, the guy's, the guy's doing a good job. He's working his tail off. I give him a lot of credit because um, he's had to hear about and deal with poor decisions that his predecessors made um, during 2020 and, and try and figure out how to do things better and, and get the community back together, which, you know, that's a lot, you know, that's, they gave him a plate with, not some very nice things on it said here go make money with this pile of you know what and <laughs> and he's had to he's had to deal with with a lot and learn a lot and come up with some new ideas so overall i'd give john seifert um a lot of credit i think he's he's a good leader for that company he he is trying to focus on how the company got to be where it once was right yep. and not just think about its bottom line yeah so i agree and I think um, a lot of new things to come for this community. And he has a lot of, like you said, a lot of great ideas. And I'm excited to hopefully work with him, work with him on some of them, which would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I think he's interested in your ideas and in mine. Like I said, I've had a couple, three calls with him already. Um, we did do the, he did a, do a legends of summit presentation at the end we talked about this summer and i gave him some names that i thought would should be included and which uh, was you of course so i yes. was one of them so you thank should have you. definitely been one of them <laughs> well that's very nice of you to say i i did put in a few years there and i did enjoy it it was a lot of fun um so to get that recognition from the company was nice um one thing that John talked to you and I about when we were chatting right before the expo opened on the final day was some of the ideas running through his head for next year. So next year's community summit, G-Pug Summit 2022, the 16th <laughs> annual, 
I can say that. I still do. You can say that. Um, the You're the only one that can. <laughs> I know. And a lot of people still do, which gives me a lot of pride. But anyway, I digress. It's going to be in Orlando, back at the Gaylord, uh, or Gaylord Opryland, the Gaylord Palms, just west of Disney World there. So um, that's April, I'm sorry, October 10, 11, 12. And one of the things he talked to you and me about, which I found really intriguing, was he's contemplating doing an industry summit North America at the same time as a community summit North America. So as an attendee, you could buy one registration and go back and forth from the dynamics and power platform stuff over to the industry stuff. And he actually gave me a list the other day of the industries he's looking at financial services, healthcare, manufacturing, retail, public sector, food and beverage slash agriculture. So he's got a lot of different areas that people might want to attend a show for, or maybe they just want to get smarter in their industry while they figure yeah. out what applications in their business will help them do better in the industry that they're in. So I do like that concept. It is pretty interesting. And now that I'm an ISV in the distribution space, I think about that stuff way more than I ever did when I ran G-Punk. So it's like, hmm, distribution. I'm like, what about distribution, John? He's like, you know, distribution, you could fit those into pretty much all those different categories. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So we would have a lot to discuss and talk about in an industry summit in North America, should that become a reality next October at the Gaylord Palms. Yeah, and I do like that idea only because you know, it's easier for customers then to distinguish where they should go and who they should talk to versus walking around a huge expo and, and trying to figure it all out. And having it be industry specific, then they know that these solutions are, yes, for their industry. Yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like that idea, you know, to be mm -hmm. have more of an industry focus. Um, we've done some industry focused topic areas at previous summits. You know, one day at lunch, you talk about a certain module. One day at lunch, you talk about a certain industry. But now it seems he wants to take it one step further and do an entire event focused on industry running parallel with a dynamics and power platform event, which is mm -hmm. kind of interesting. It'll certainly bring different types of vendors who want to exhibit at a show like that. Right. And it's great for they are totally two different things, right? Yeah. In retrospect. Right. So and you if you're, kind of if you're an them. attendee, you can go <laughs> yeah. to both with one ticket. Of course, if you're if you're a sponsor, they're probably gonna hit you up with, oh, you're you're exhibiting yeah. at two shows, <laughs> not one. It's so, kind of like Universal know, Studios. Price. You want to do Harry Potter, well, you gotta buy both tickets to take right. the train and see both sides. So hey. Right. <laughs> If you go to Disney World, you just want to go to Magic Kingdom, there's one ticket price. If you want to go to do one of those park hopper deals, yep. well, then there's a mm -hmm. different ticket for that. So, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll have to figure all that out in 22. But I do like that idea. And I do think, John, having been through this one time now, um, has some ideas running around in his head. And, and I like... I, I that one that one idea about an industry summit did intrigue me and I have thought about it and we are going to plan around that and trying to do more industry and we do industry stuff anyway but doing more industry related mm -hmm. things would be better. I agree. So 
And one final thing before we wrap up, of course, is um, <laughs> not many people know that I'm a Patriots fan and we know you're a Bucks fan. And then we have this ongoing thing between us where, of course, Brady left us to go to the Bucks. Um, of his own free will. And I, I totally support him, you know. He had to go and prove. I think he had to go and prove he could win a Super Bowl somewhere else. And obviously, he did that. He's done that. And he's on his way to yep. possibly doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just unstoppable. Um, he takes his job seriously, you know, he his does. craft seriously. He He's just a, a great player. And I know there's a love-hate relationship with a lot of people in the in the country with him. But we have this ongoing thing where I always say, you're welcome to you every time the Bucks win because... <laughs> You have Brady, and that's why. <laughs> and Amy's been saying you're welcome quite a bit this season yes. with several more to go as we record this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Tom is enjoying the uh, the Sunshine State and the, the lower taxes than in Massachusetts and, uh, sure and the nice weather and an offensive line that's ready to make sure he never gets tackled. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun watching yeah. watching him play with all the weapons we have. So it's it's downright exciting. You're going to have to go out and get yourself another number 12 jersey soon. I know. I do. <laughs> It'll still be half and half, though. <laughs> A half I and do. half. I guess that's better than zero. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with that, I guess. Well, well, thank you so much for joining me this week. It was so great to chat with you about Summit. And... I'm excited to see what Dynamic Communities brings in the future for everybody. I am too. And thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. I appreciate all your hard work at the ISV Society. Cavallo was one of the first to sign up. Because we know know. you've got so many years in this business, which is great. Leveraging that And I appreciate it. Well, hey, you are welcome. Keep going with the good work. And uh, we will get together soon at another event, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Make sure you uh, keep track of how the Buccaneers are doing so that you can Always smile do. and tell me you're welcome some more as the season progresses. I always look forward to that. Uh, you know, so do I. So <laughs> the more the merrier. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening this week to the ISB Society podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you share. Do all the fun stuff. And get spread the word as I continue to grow this community. Sounds good. Thank you again. Thanks. Bye, everyone.